friends, and welcome to our 8.30 worship service on this, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, World Communion Sunday, which we love so much. It's good to be together. Welcome to those of you in the room. And some of you are visiting with us. We're really honored that you've come. Leave some contact information. We'd like to uh, befriend you, if possible. And welcome to those who are joining us uh, online. My name is James Howell. I'm one of the pastors here. You, you could tell that uh, looking at me. And I'm up front this morning with another one of our pastors, my friend and colleague, Reverend Taylor Pride Barefoot. Good morning. It's so good to be in worship with you all today. Uh, this is a really exciting time in the life of the church. There's so much going on, and it's all in your bulletin, so we encourage you to check that out. Uh, one event we want to bring your attention to is next Sunday at 2 p.m. We're going to have a blessing of the animals, so we encourage you to join us for that. Let us continue on in worship together.
Church, let us continue to raise our voices together as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which is found in your hymnal on page 881. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. our prayer of confession. Gracious God, we carry anger in our hearts we cannot release. Our past regrets continue to shame us with pain. Scarcity binds our hearts from generosity and growth. Give us courage to choose you in the face of temptations. Set us free for joyful obedience and faithful witness. Open us to a future of peace, hope, and love with you. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The epistle reading is Philippians chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any incentive of love, any participation of the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility count others better than yourselves. Each of you look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have the mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I think of John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I think Billy Graham made that kind of the world's favorite Bible verse, although we hear it too narrowly, don't we? We sort of hear it as, well, God so loved me uh, that God gave his son on the cross that if I believe that he died for my sins, then I get to go to heaven. It's far broader than this, and I want us to think about it in light of uh, this beautiful passage that Nita read from Philippians, which uh, scholars believe was an early Christian hymn. A strain in my mind to hear those first Christians gathered in homes, even endangered in those early decades, singing these words. Did they make harmony? Who, who led? Uh, it's just so lovely to ponder. God so loved the world. St. Francis of Assisi showed us how to do that. He thought of the sun, the moon, the flowers, the birds, the bugs, the caterpillars. They were his brothers and his sisters. God, we love the world. St. Francis loved uh, the lepers. Uh, was somebody called God, 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 uh, Francis loved, one time he said God's homely children. I love that. God loves all of us. And God gave his son, not just, not just on the cross, but the whole story. I mean, the story of Jesus, God's giving his son, it begins at Christmas. It begins in the womb of Mary. God is with us. God entered into his mother's womb just as you and I began that way. And God is with us to redeem our world from the inside out. How did God give his son? Nita read from it in Philippians chapter 2. He he didn't count you know, greatness as a thing to cling to, but he, he humbled himself. He emptied himself. He humbled himself and emptied himself. How can we be any less than, than humble? Those who are humble can trust. Those who are humble can love. Those who are humble can be generous. I mean, how can we be any less? And if we humble ourselves as Christ humbled himself, then we're not going to pass judgment on other people. We're not going to be hard on ourselves. No condemnation. Paul says if there's any encouragement, we're to be encouragers, we're to lift one another up. He says regard others as better than yourselves. I love what C.S. Lewis said about humility. <laughs> he said humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. For God so loved the world. I mean, how did God love the world? How do we live into that? God, God loved the world, and, and in the way God loved the world, God did not insulate us from all harm. People think this, and they get disappointed with God. Why did God not protect the one that I love? But 
God, like a good parent, doesn't control and manipulate everything. God didn't make us marionettes. Good parents know you, you don't just clamp your children down and lock them in their room so nothing will ever happen to them. You, you got to let them out of the world. They got to make their own mistakes. Sometimes as a parent, you think, why do they have to make so many mistakes? But you, you let them make their own mistakes. Uh, God gave us space. And we've had so much recently that gives us uh, pause. I mean, somebody I know was running on Sharon Road and got shot by a stranger. Like, what's the world? We had a 43-year-old mom of three to die at her service a few days ago. And I did a service on Friday for a 61-year-old, one of our trustees in the church. And then somebody like Sarah Stevenson. I know Sarah made it to 97 but just a giant in this city, a woman of stalwart faith. We need people like that. We lose them. God doesn't insulate us down here. Life is fragile, or as Frederick Beekner put it, the world is beautiful and terrible. That's the way God loves the world. He puts us in such a place. For God to love the world, uh, God, God didn't skimp. Annie Dillard wrote about this in Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. God could have created, you know, just one kind of food, and it's enough, and you eat it every day. God could have made one kind of tree, maybe one bird, that'd be enough. Maybe one skin color, that would be enough. But no, no, no. God just dazzles us. There are all kinds of trees and all kinds of plants and all kinds of bugs. You know, you know there, there's a whippoorwill. There's a centipede. There's a blowfish. There are barnacles. I mean, God just, like, just can't stop making stuff in God's chemistry. God just keeps making stuff. It's just God's profligate, she says. God's profligate. God is just generous. It's nothing that he won't try. And maybe that suggests that we might be people who, like, we try things. We, we try things. We're generous. We, we don't skimp. We, we go, our campaign for money for next year is going to be called Beyond Enough. Like, well, I've done enough. We, we go beyond enough. God, God was profligate. How can we be profligate? How can we be generous. We care tenderly for the world. For God so loved the world, and, and the way God loved the world, God made it that, um, I don't know how to put it, having dinner together is the thing. There's just nothing like that. People that you have eaten with, your relationship is forever different. One of the things I love about traveling with some of you, we got back from Turkey this week, is you have meals with each other. I love having meals. We have a meal together today. Eating together is such a thing. You learn how to be a Christian even at the dinner table. Again, you pass the potatoes. You don't take the last biscuit. You know, you're courteous. You don't get up till every. hopefully, you don't get up till everybody else is done. It's a beautiful thing, eating together. And somebody's in the kitchen dazzling you with something that they're really good at making, like, wow, souffle, look at that. It's just God made it where dinner is the thing. And sometimes the world shows us how to be church. Uh, when I mentioned Ted Lasso, um, most of you out there get pretty excited. And if you don't know Ted Lasso, be excited with them, um, even if you don't know. So Ted Lasso, season three, episode seven, there's just this remarkable scene. And when I saw it, I thought, world communion is right there on the screen in front of me. One of the uh, players on Richmond's team, he's the cutest of them, is named Sam. And Sam owns a restaurant uh, there in Richmond. And uh, he goes by the restaurant one day, um, 
And uh, Semi, who runs the restaurant, is, is raging upset because she's watched the, the, the secretary, the, the political leader on, on, on the TV, on the news, raging against immigrants, making hostile, racist, anti-immigrant remarks. And she's just, because they're immigrants, they, they're from Nigeria, and she's so upset about this. So Sam goes out and he tweets against what the foreign secretary has said, using his position as a famous football player. Someone responds to that by vandalizing the restaurant. They come in and just rip the place to shreds, and Sam is desolate, and he wants to give up. About this time, his father, Ola, arrives from Nigeria. Sam's sobbing, and his father says, what is it, son? And he tells him about the, the racist, anti-immigrant remarks and that they came in and wrecked his restaurant. He said, I'm just going to sell it. I'm just going to be done with it. I, I can't keep on. His father pleaded with him to be resilient, to forgive. He said, we forgive, we carry on, we don't let evil stop the good that we're doing. So he says to his father, Let, let's go to the restaurant and begin to fix it up. When he gets there, his entire team, the whole Richmond team, is already in there, and they're all, they've already fixed up most of the restaurant. They're almost done. They've replaced the windows and the shelves, and they've restocked. And it's just a beautiful thing that they've done, and these players are from all over the world. And Ola says, let me prepare dinner for you. He's a fabulous cook. So he's in the kitchen whipping up these amazing concoctions, and they sit at table, and they just have a feast together. That's the family of God. We're from all over the place. There's so much evil in the world. We don't just lament it or hide from it. We get involved in fixing things with one another, and then we sit at the table, and we enjoy the great the great feast, the great feast. We feast with great joy. I think of feasts that I've had with Christians all over this world. World Communion Sunday, I always think about it sweeping toward us. It began earlier in the day over in Asia, right? I think about Christians I've had that feast with in China. Some of them had been imprisoned by the communists back in the 50s and 60s, but then finally got their freedom and are back having church again after it was illegal for decades. Wow. <laughs> Then that dateline sweeps toward us. I think about Kenya, our Zoe ministry there, kids, orphans being empowered, getting jobs, caring for their younger siblings. And we've had that feast there with them coming further. Liberia, I once preached at an ordination in Liberia. We were ordained 90 men there. We had Holy Communion. It was a lovely thing. You could go to Great Britain where our founder of Methodism was, Scotland. Our choir went there to come. Finally comes to the coast of the United States, but then soon it will be in Mexico down at the border where we begin begin to meet immigrants, God's beautiful children who often are misunderstood and picked on. And it'll continue toward the West Coast and all around the world. It's just a beautiful thing. We are one in Christ. It's such a beautiful thing. It's a feast. It's, it's just a little bit, but it is enough. God gives us enough. God places us in this world so that as God so loved the world and as God so loved all of us, then we love God's world. <laughs> we take care of it. We, we use it with, with great delight and with great gratitude, and we fix what's broken and pass the potatoes, bow our heads in prayer. Paul says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. sort of wish we had kneelers out in the pews. When you kneel, I love that posture of prayer, right? 
the posture of prayer, if you're kneeling, you're totally vulnerable, right? If somebody comes up behind you, you don't even see them coming. It'd be hard to fight back from somebody who came against you when you were kneeling. God, God invites us to be in a vulnerable position, to be vulnerable, to be open to God, to be humble. <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing for God so loved the world. He humbled himself. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he humbled himself and took our form and died our death and was raised that we might always have hope. So much beauty, so much that's terrible, and so much that is beautiful in God's good, beloved world. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us go to God in prayer together. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. We gather because you call us your own. We gather because we desire to grow in love with you and with our neighbors. We gather because we want to encounter your grace-filled presence in our lives and in your world. Lord, may we become more faithful as you are so faithful to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In this world, we encounter beauty and joy Moments of love, service, fellowship, and laughter. But we also witness to loss, pain, tears, and sadness. We celebrate with our siblings and share your goodness with your world. And in times of our sorrow, help us to remind one another of your everlasting faithfulness and goodness in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We offer our failures before you, seeking your forgiveness, trusting in your mercy. We wish to live in peace, yet we often harm one another. We wish to grow in generosity, but scarcity paralyzes us. We wish to forgive others, but our past memories haunt us. May the good news and the assurances of Jesus always be greater than the sum of our past wounds and traumas. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up family and friends who grieve as we've said our earthly goodbyes to our loved ones, families and friends of Jeff Burgess and Frank Timberlake. We give thanks for their years of faithful witness and we give thanks that you have graciously received them into your heavenly home as they have finished their course in faith. And so trusting in the assurances of the promises of God, we are able to pray the prayer, this prayer, knowing that you are ever with us. Amen. Friends, Carter Build starts today. This is where so many of us within the life of our church and our community gather together to build homes for our friends and our community. There's over 40 volunteers from our church and so many more around the country that's going to gather to work. As the ushers to come forward, we are reminded of God's goodness and our collective generosity that enables us to partake in these ministries. Let us receive our morning tithes and offerings.
Oh Lord, bless our gifts so that they may touch the lives of those who are in need and become roots of justice in the world for the sake of Jesus, who sends us out in love and in whose name we pray. Amen. What a great privilege it is on this day of all days to come to our Lord's Savior. All are welcome, all over God's world. Anyone who has a pulse, anyone who is broken and needs the grace and mercy of God, anyone who dreams, dreams. We're all welcome at Christ's table. We joined today, incidentally, with 130 of our middle schoolers, uh, confirmands, beginning their process at Awanata. We join with those of you who are online. Go grab some bread. Uh, and some wine or something to join with us. What a privilege. We will um, go through the uh, prayers of consecration. We'll uh, speak the responses today. Uh, they're on pages 13 and 14 at the front of your hymnal if you don't know them. And then the ushers will guide you in coming forward. You can receive uh, standing. There'll be two lines. Somebody will hand you a piece of bread, dip it gently into the cup, return to your seat. You can. Uh, we have gluten-free and uh, COVID-friendly packets even. Uh, that you can ask for and you can receive kneeling as well. Uh, God's family gathering, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So let us join together in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Also Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and glorious thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You made all things and called them good. You made us in your image. Even when we rebelled against your love, you made covenant with us to be our God and our King. You spoke to us through your holy prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, the Lord Jesus took bread. And after giving you thanks, he broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray as our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> For those of you joining us online, this is the body and blood of Christ, broken and shed for you. Yeah, the body of Christ, broken for you. Mary Catherine, the body of...
Right, friends, let us join together now in the prayer after communion, which you will find printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
friends, it's been good to be together in God's house. Thank you for coming. You could have done a lot of other things. You honor God by your presence. You create a church, the body of Christ, making a difference in the world just by showing up, by being the people of God together. So thank you for that. What a privilege, what a joy for all of us. And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us both now and forevermore. Thank you.